This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. People was is that... Holy cow. Uh, just need to shake things up. Hello, America, and welcome to the program. There is a story today that Donald Trump is expected to meet with his potential cabinet picks. If indeed that does happen today, Donald Trump will already have met with his cabinet more times than Barack Obama has ever met with his cabinet. And I think that deserves a round of applause. We've already broken the record. Uh, We want to talk a little bit about that, uh, the media and what they're ignoring with the the potential DNC chair is why the media has zero trust. And if we are going to survive, if we are going to change this, the media must change itself. We'll get into Keith Ellison and what he said in 2007. You want to talk about a conspiracy theorist? He's about to be made the chairman of the DNC. Are we going to continue down this road? And for anybody who thinks that a cashless society is just a pipe dream, wait until you hear what Citibank has now done in Australia. City has just issued this week They are no longer accepting cash at any of their branches in Australia. We begin there right now. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is absolutely incredible. Less than a week after India's surprise move to scrap its highest denomination cash notes, another war on cash has intensified now in Australia. Yesterday, the banking giant UBS proposed that eliminating Australia's $150 bills would be good for the economy and good for the banks. Now, here in America... We've been hearing, and nobody in the mainstream media is talking about this. And I'm telling you, there's going to come a time, I promise you this, there's going to come a time that no one will be talking about this, and within two weeks, it will be the only thing that anyone is talking about. America going cashless. Yesterday... They said that, uh, UBS said that it would be good for the economy and good for the banks. The reason why they say it will be good for the economy uh, is because you'll stop any black market. You'll stop the, uh, you know, drug trade, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And good for the banks because the banks won't have to handle all that money. It'll all be digits. Uh, 
This is the real reason, I'm sorry, no, this is one of the real reasons why this is happening, is because it will save the banks a lot of money. And remember, the banks are the ones who are ruling the world. But you want to talk about true power. True power comes from everyone knowing exactly where you've spent your money, every penny, you not having the ability to make any transaction at all in cash. So somebody wants to stop you, all they have to do is freeze your funds. All they have to do is wipe out your bank account. In a time where our Pentagon is being hacked by the Russians, the banks are saying, let's digitize everything. You want to wipe out the debt? You want to wipe out the trillion dollars of debt? Digitize everything and then have some catastrophic failure. Well, I guess we all have to start over again. Well, I guess everything's been equalized now. <clears throat> In, yes? Isn't that the plot for Mr. Robot? Yes, it is. <laughs> Essentially. The In September 2015, Australian bank Westpac published its free credit report It's cash-free credit report, suggesting that the country would become cashless by 2022. In July 2016, Australian payments from Tyro published an enormously self-serving blog uh, uh, touting the benefits of a cashless society, saying, quote, it's only a matter of time. The media and the political establishments have now chimed in as well. Two days ago, Citibank, yes, the Citibank that we have, announced it was going cashless at its Australian branches. In February of this year, Sydney Morning Herald released a series of articles, some of which were written by officials from Australia's Department of Treasury, suggesting that eliminating cash will save billions of dollars and moving to a cashless society is the next step, is the next step for the Australian dollar. The government, media and banks and academia now have formed a single unified chorus to push the idea to consumers that cashless is good for everyone. And it's happening across the planet now. Australia, India, Europe and in North America. Partially right. Going cashless will save a lot of money. Paper currency is costly to transport in large quantities due to the need of security. But it is also accurate to suggest that going cashless will be good for the banks. As UBS pointed out yesterday, demonetizing, demonetizing Australia, uh, Australia's 50 and $100 bills would force anyone holding those notes to deposit them back into the banking system. So bank deposits would rise as a result. So would bank profits. Now let me think. If we're going to negative interest rates, which means that I would want to pull my money out of the bank because it's costing me money to put it in the bank. And that's the only way the bank survives is by bleeding me dry. What could the bank possibly do? Well, if I'm taking my money out because they're giving me a haircut, they're just taking two one, two, three percent, or if the government so deems it, 
10% of whatever I have in my bank, I could either take my money out or the banks could make it so I couldn't take my money out. Now, they're already doing that by saying you can't make a big deposit or, I mean, a, a, a large uh, withdrawal. They're already trying to make it impossible. But this traps the money because your money won't have any value on the street. It's not like if you have the money, I can still go out and buy things. I take it out of the bank. No, no, no. They will outlaw all cash transactions. So no one will take cash and cash will have zero meaning. So it would be like trading in toilet paper. That way, I have to do business with the bank. They are able then to give all of us a haircut because all of us have to have our money in the bank. And every transaction you ever make will be tracked. So you want to if close- you ever wanted to be off the grid for whatever reason, you, you can't. can't be. You just you, can't be. If you want to, let's say, close the uh, loophole on, I want to sell my gun to my friend, Steve, for $200. That's totally legal to do. A gun show loophole. I'm just a private citizen, and I'm selling my private, I'm selling like a chair, and I'm selling it to this guy. You don't have to worry about that gun show loophole anymore because I won't be able to sell even my car on the street with a sign that says, for sale, call this number. I can't say it's $800, just give me $800, and I'll give you the title of the car and go drive away. He won't have the $800. I will have to go to a bank who will then be paid to make that transaction for me. Even policy wonk academics would have the rare opportunity to take their lousy theories and PhD dissertations for a test drive. This means your politicians have more control over your savings and fewer obstacles to impose capital controls and engage in civil asset forfeiture. Remember what we were fighting against a year ago or so? Civil asset forfeiture, where already the government is just taking it Mm -hmm. and saying, well, we don't know where this money came from. Oh, well, you have been charged with a crime, so we're just going to take it from you. And then you're guilty. They don't give it back. You have to go to court to get it back from them. Prove that you're not a criminal. Prove that you're not a criminal. Prove that that money, prove that that asset was yours. And we've been railing on this saying this is a really dangerous precedent. Well, what happens when somebody wants to stop you and nothing, nothing is of value except a digit? You are an absolute slave to the system. Well, you want to talk about Bitcoin going through the roof and gold. It is up, by the way. (laughs) Bitcoin is up? Yeah, yeah. Um, cash is one of the few remaining options for financial privacy that doesn't create a permanent record of every purchase or transaction you make. It's also an easy way to reduce your exposure to risk in the broader financial system. Think about this. The banking system is full of institutions that never miss an opportunity to demonstrate they can't be trusted with our money. Hardly a month goes by without some major banking scandal. They're caught colluding on exchange rates, manipulating interest rates, fraudulently establishing uh, fraudulent accounts, um, it's disgraceful. 
In many banking systems across the world, especially in Europe right now, banks have precariously low levels of capital and already suffering the effects of negative interest rates. In the United States, banks routinely employ very clever accounting tricks to conceal their true financial condition. You won't have a say in the matter. Here's what could happen. And all of these things are contingent on a thousand different things. And it doesn't have to be this way. But what could happen is a a major global financial disaster where the markets all around the world are hit and hit hard. A global banking holiday where everything has shifted so much they've got to get a handle on the global markets because somebody hacked into the market, somebody did something wrong, somebody made a policy that was bad, a a country collapsed, there was a terrorist strike. It doesn't matter what happened. But there is a global impact on the markets. And we have a global depression and a collapse of confidence in the banks, in the governments, and in currency. And so the government says, banking holiday, okay, we're set. Two weeks later, everybody bring all cash in. We're banning all cash. Bring it in. And we're resetting this as a global market, global cash. It's all in digits. And by the way, if you don't bring your cash in and you're caught trying to buy anything in cash, you're trying to buy anything without digits, you'll be thrown into jail. It's pretty much what happened in the Great Depression. Don't think that it can't happen Now, this is the kind of thing all you need is an excuse. What is, you know, I just asked the the financial advisor that we had on yesterday or day before. I said, so is there another TARP? Yeah, it's this. What's going to save the banks? Because the minute you get scared, you're going to pull your money out. And then it all collapses. Well, They already have the right. Check your bank. Call your bank. Ask for the fine print. Almost all of the banks have changed their fine print to where a bail-in is now their right. That if the bank becomes insolvent, they can take the same percentage of everybody's account to pay off the debts that they have. So you're the last line You're the last creditor that they have to pay. You think that you're the first creditor because what you're doing is you are loaning your hard-earned money to the bank. The bank then takes that and makes more money on your money by lending that money out to somebody else. But the bank also has made investments in the stock market, in 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 mutual funds, in treasuries, in, in all kinds of different things. So they've made investments. They've also 
made loans to other people that they can't cover if everybody starts to default on their loans. So there's a hierarchy of who gets paid back. You are now the creditor of last resort. You are the last person the bank has to uh, pay back. You lose your money. And that's all in, the, in, the, in writing now. If they want to make sure the rich get richer, if you want to see the biggest heist in human history, it's this. Force everyone to put their money into the bank. And then they'll pay off who they will, and then they'll divvy the rest out to you. More in just a second. Our sponsor this half hour is LifeLock. Jeez, I mean, you want to talk about what, what, what privacy do you have? Here we are looking at, I mean, I just saw something from the NSA. What a surprise. They're now coming out and saying Russia hacked into our servers. Russia hacked in and played games with our election. We told you they would say that. We told you that was probably happening. Now we're thinking about turning our bank, all of the money over to the banks. How are you going to keep that secure? How do you keep your life secure? One of the world's largest social media sites facing multi-billion dollar class action lawsuit for invading your privacy. The use of facial scanning technology to tag people in photos has now raised concerns about exposure to identity theft because the image of you is more valuable than your credit card number. Do you have LifeLock? If you're a LifeLock member, you become a victim of identity theft. Their U.S.-based team will work to resolve your case. Free credit monitoring will only detect credit problems. LifeLock helps detect and fix identity problems. No one can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions at all businesses. But with LifeLock, you have the best protection. Go there now for a special 15% discount. Go to LifeLock.com at 1-800-440-4936. Use the promo code BEC15. That's BEC15. Save 15%. The offer ends December 31st. 1-800-440-4936. 1-800-440-4936. Offer code BEC15. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. I will be my job. The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep, and I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time Magazine named Casper Mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine. And they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn, $50 off the purchase of your mattress at casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress. 
Casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. Triple eight seven two seven back. The Glenn Beck program. You know, it's it's really amazing how this has just creeped up on the world. And what have we been doing? We have been arguing over other things. Nonsense. Yeah. No, not even other things. We're not even talking. We haven't been arguing for the last year and a half about anything important. Yeah. We've been arguing uh, uh, about, um, you know, Miss Universe. Mm-hmm. We haven't been talking about anything important. And look at what's happened this week in what. Well, have we, have we, who's we, I mean, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, you know I'm saying the talk. Western world, generally speaking, the Western world and, people and especially do. North America has not been paying yeah, attention to what's happening. And, and people really in Australia, that this is happening at Citibank branches in Australia. You think, ah, that's Australia. The hey, I want to make sure, make sure Listen. clear. I want to clarify something. This is not all branches. I thought it was yeah, all branches. It's some it's, branches. It's some branches. So they're just starting this now at Citibank. But. It, they say the government, media, banks, and even academia have formed this single unified chorus to push yeah. the idea to cust- consumers. Cashless is good for everybody. And it's happening across the planet right. from Australia to India, Europe to North America. This well, isn't limited to India. Australia. Nobody's paying attention to what's happening in India. I mean, gold prices in India shot through the roof because they didn't go cashless. They just took everything over a $50 bill, and it almost stopped the country. This week, they just did it. This cashless society is closer than any of us think. And if you think somebody's not going to, they're going to let a crisis go to waste, you're mistaken. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Florida. Hello, Dave. Yes. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. You you called in for a, a reason, Dave? <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> it's did. It's your turn. Uh, you're on. Uh, I just came back from India the uh, day yes. before yesterday. Yes. And uh, you're talking about the crisis in money and them doing away with, with cash. Uh, it's already started in India. Yeah. They did away with the uh, 10,000 and the 1,000 rupee note. That is like a fi- that, that's like a fifty and a one hundred dollar bill there. No, no, it's like a seven dollar bill and a and a and a forty dollar bill. It's nothing. Wow! wow. Uh, and you should you should wow. see the lines at the banks. They've got like every little town has like fifty, sixty banks and bank branches. The poor people are lined up right out the walls. They gave them uh, just a few days to cash in their money into the smaller notes. Which is the the hundred rupee note? Is nothing. Big uh, mm. dollars, I think. But anyway, the, uh, the so whole the hundred. Wait, 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 wait. The hundred rupee note is like a dollar. No, it's like I think it's six dollars. 
You divide okay. it by 62. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it gives you the dollar amount. Why are they saying they're doing this in India? Uh, what, well, what is the, the excuse they're using? The head, the head guy in the country, he's from Gujarat in uh, northwest India, and he says they want to eventually do away with cash. Uh, it'd be a cashless society. Why? They've, well, al- they've already issued they've already issued credit cards to the very very poor, um, mm. and they put so much in their in their bank account per month. Mm. Um, but the the working right. poor are just We've kicked out that. on the street, and they're using the excuse of um, to get rid of black money, which they're calling criminals yeah. who are holding on to large quantities yeah. of cash. Yeah. We also excuse. heard. We also heard you can't withdraw any more than $36 a day. Is that, That's is that correct. accurate? Yeah. That's correct. So you can't go to the bank and take out more than $36 a day at the bank. This gives yes, the, the bank and not, the yes. government absolute total control. Yeah, mm-hmm. And after, uh, after like two weeks, uh, all of the, the large bills are done away with. Mm. Uh, it's interesting, too. One of the ways that they're thinking they might try to push this, because obviously conservatives would typically be very resistant to this type of thing. Yeah. Um, but one of the ways they're talking about is you shut down illegal immigration with it. You get rid of the cash. If, if the cashless society. Oh, I know. Uh, they're yeah. they're going to be they all kinds of society. It's going to help. They're going to say if it's going to stop illegal immigration because they're not going to be able to spend their cash mm-hmm. and we're going to yeah. be able to track them and we're going to be able to solve that problem. Um, there's yeah, going to be a lot of give everybody who is here a credit card, right? And that's then, the deal. And of course, other crimes, drug dealing, and everything else. Well, then, yeah, and you look around in America. I, my business is in a, a poor neighborhood. Uh, they already issue credit cards to the very, very poor. Yes, they do. Right. They're doing that and, for a while now. This is not a thing in our nation alone. This has started overseas, and they oh, can I know. push it off on the Indian people very easy because they're very gentle and uh, really very giving people. Yeah. And they, they have a tendency to believe anything their government tells them. Dave, thank you very much. I, I appreciate your phone call. Now, this is in this. Wow. Is, we're talking about this because this is this happened this week in India and it is now happening next week in Australia. And we should point out, you, you mentioned the uh, rupee, the 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 currency of yeah. uh, of India. Um, the actual currency of, you mentioned earlier was the rufi, which is Jeffy's currency. That's yes. a totally different thing. I didn't call it a rufi. <laughs> you called it the rufi, I believe. <laughs> uh, and I want to make sure people know. Yeah, that I'm, the, think, I'm sitting too close to Jeffy. <laughs> rufi, that's all he deals in. How many rufis is that one, Jeffy? <laughs> this is... This is um, this will show you um, how much of a, um, a pawn all of us really are. Um, because if this happens, your personal sovereignty is pretty gone. Well, I mean, and that's you work in the system or you don't. You're, you're either part, you're either a, uh, uh, a cog or a wheel in the system, or you're not anything. I mean, I hate to go to Book of Revelation, but you want to talk about the mark of the beast, what is that? You, there's no buying, selling, you're non-entity unless you receive the mark of the beast. You can't buy or sell or trade or anything. Well, that's, I mean, I'm not saying this is the mark of the beast. I'm just saying this is the step towards it. And let's be clear, you do not hate going to the Book of Revelation. 
Um, we, should, we should be clear about that. That is a false statement uh, in every way possible. Uh, I am trying to learn from all of my lessons that uh, the things don't have to be just because they look a certain way. They don't have to end that. It way. doesn't right. necessarily mean yes. what it could lead to. Yes. It doesn't mean it will go to that. Yes. In fact, all the worst examples we talk about, when you talk about worst case scenarios, this is an important point to me because you do this all the time and we don't always I'm a catastrophist. It. Right. So I always look to the worst case scenario. Right. And there have been a hundred, let's just use this as a generic example. There have been a hundred, a thousand people who have started out down the road of Adolf Hitler. Only one of them ended there. Yes. The, mo- the overwhelming majority of possibilities Some of turn them, out not as bad right. as the worst case. Some of them turn out to be Mussolini. Some of them do, but some of them turn out to be people who were defeated in four years and never get heard of again. Yes. Some of the people go and have heart attacks and get, or hit, up, hit by a bus the next week and nothing exactly happens right. from them. Exactly a few right. of them have just turned out to be Pol Pot, Joe right. Stalin, and, and uh, Chairman Mao. Right. Exactly. But how so, many? <laughs> they're not all. Some, some of them are much, Hitler. much worse than Hitler. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm currently reading a Hitler ascent uh this book uh which is you know it's like a thousand page the new like big uh you know biography on hitler and he was in a group with a thousand people like him Mm -hmm. you know a thousand people you could have talked to at the time and thought they might turn into hitler almost all of them didn't in fact he wound up killing half of them later on um but these things look you're talking about a worst case scenario it's it's actually the perfect description of it Yes. It's not it's not something that we think is always going to be common or definitely going to happen. But the point is, when you think the end of the road could be that bad, you try not to walk down the road. Well, mm-hmm. here's why this this is why this is so bad. Um, tell me what 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 is the average person's understanding of I don't want a global community. What is the average person saying with that i don't want a global community you mean like one world you know the globalist okay the average person right yeah they don't want one world government they don't want to lose their identity they don't they don't hate mexico or canada but but they they don't want the country gobbled up into one into one giant thing and and not even one giant evil you know end of the world scenario pol pot thing just I don't want the EU. The EU isn't necessarily evil or anything else. It's just not, I'm not, now I've lost my identity as a German. And one of the things that has really bothered them is they're losing their sovereignty. They're losing their heritage. They're also losing the power of their own currency. So they're just lumped in with everyone else. So Germany is no different than Greece. And whatever Greece does, Germany has to pay for Well, the Germans don't like that. Now, if you take away the euro and replace it with digits, okay, we're going to get rid of the euro, but we're going to one global currency. Who the hell is for that? Except for the people who make the money or run the banks. Nobody's for that. And that makes me a massive anti-globalist. That's that's going to you are going to um, cause revolution everywhere, everywhere, because I'll tell you how this, I think, happens. One scenario, if I may think out loud. You have another 2008. You can't the, the Federal Reserve has already said they cannot print. They have to print 
for a recession, not a 2008, for a recession, the Fed, if they want to ease monetarily, they will have to print $4 trillion in the first printing and dump it into the system. Okay, now obviously they don't mean printing, I mean digits, but I know this is going to be picked apart in a thousand different ways, so I want to be careful. They're not actually talking about printing, they're talking about digitizing. To me, there's no difference. They would have to release $4 trillion to the banks to try to pump the economy. That's in a recession. That's according to the own, their own white paper. So what happens if we have a 2008 disruption, which the banks now, there are fewer of them, and they're even bigger than they were. The debt is m- many times greater than it was in 2008. And all of us have debt. There comes a huge economic shock like 2008. You can't stop it this time except for shutting down all the banks, all of the stock markets, shut the entire system off and say, okay, we need a cooling period for everybody. And in that cooling period, they will say, okay, how do we turn this back on? Well, you can't turn it back on because once you turn it back on, everybody will run to the banks and take their money out of the banks because... They know this system isn't working anymore. My guess is looking for the next bailout for the banks is this. Look, we're already going to a cashless society. Australia's already done it. It, uh, um, uh, Germany is already starting to do it. Sweden is already starting to do it. India is starting to do it. Let's just, just go cashless. We know that's the future. Just go cashless. Okay, everybody, come Monday... You're going to have to turn all of your cash into the bank. You'll have 10 days to do it. But after 10 days, there won't be any use for any cash. What do you do with the money that you have? Do you turn it into the bank? Or do you go out and you buy everything you can? I go out and I buy everything I can. Mm-hmm. Well, that stimulates the economy now, doesn't it? <laughs> for a very short period of time, for 10 days, you go out and you buy everything. And especially anything that you don't think you can buy without the bank. So in other words, I go out, I buy bullets. I buy my guns. I buy everything I don't want anybody tracking. Anything that I think that they can say, oh, you know what? Yeah, the system is down and you're not being able to, something's wrong with the system and we can't get that check through. Because remember, that's what Clinton was doing with the background checks. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. During the background checks in the 90s, and ask any gun dealer, the background checks, the computers are down again and they'd be down forever. And then they'd come back up. Okay, we can process those now. What were they doing? Discouraging sales. That mysteriously uh, stopped when George W. Bush took it. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. It was very weird. Mm -hmm. Stopped the day of the inauguration. There's plenty of things that they can do to circumvent the Second Amendment without going directly at the Second Amendment, which is futile for them. They know they can't get it done. But you know what? Are you secure in your papers and in your business and in your person? No. If somebody else has all of your money? And, and, they, and they can track 
absolutely everything. It's not, well, it's not like it used to be. They can track absolutely everything instantaneously. Look at any, look at Jason Bourne movies. Oh, my God. The only way they ever get caught is somebody's used a credit card. Right. You want to talk about a Pol Pot coming to power, a, uh, a Hitler. You think, you think somebody over in Europe isn't going to say, oh, we can track all of those people now. All those Muslims, kill them all. Yeah, I mean, that's the, way it, that's the way Hitler dreamed of it. Being able to know exactly where everyone was. I just want to see the academic paper you put out with a footnote that says born identity at the end. <laughs> it's true. Well, it's in Jason Bourne movies. Look at Jason Bourne movies. They always get caught by credit card. Well, not helpful. <laughs> I'm trying not to be. I mean, I mean, we're talking about the loss of donuts, of being able to do- buy what? donuts. Well, why didn't you say your, that at what? the beginning? Your wife knowing it. Oh, that's what's happening here today, by the way. Right? You can't, you can't go and buy something like donuts without your wife knowing it. Well, this is the problem with this. And we should talk about this today. The problem with the season. Every day, just the walk from your, your car to the studio is you've got 19 <laughs> boxes of baked goods everywhere. Like every, everybody decides right around this time of year. I'm going to bake. I'm going to bake or I'm going to bring in. I'm going to buy. You know what? I'm my nice. I'm going to buy donuts making, for My everyone. sister is making something we have to talk about next hour. A uh, pie cakin. And it is a chocolate cake with a fully baked pie in the center of it. Oh my gosh. How do we? Yeah, know the pie cakin. Where is it? Uh, I'm going to show you a picture. She sent me a picture of it yesterday. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, Thanksgiving's going to be good. <laughs> um, all right. Now, this. When you decide to sell your home and you want to move, you want to sell it quickly. You have to sell it quickly and for the most money you can. And you don't want to deal with excuses. You want a real estate agent you can trust who will work for you, with you, sell your home on time and for the most amount of cash with no excuses. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Our goal is to connect you with an agent that can help you sell your home as quickly as possible and for the best price possible. Agents who are just like you, same kind of values, hardworking, and this is working. Houses are selling now that haven't been sitting on the market for a while. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven back. Mercury. Welcome to the uh, program. Let's go to Phil in California. Hello, Phil. Hi, how's it going, Glenn? Good. How are things in California? Well, pretty nice so far. <laughs> but uh, concerning the uh, point about the money being uh, got away with in Australia, yep. I mean, didn't they take away their guns a couple of years ago and make it yep. confiscation part of their program? Yeah. Yes. Yes, they yes. did. So... Uh, I guess the Australians are kind of used to this. Um, yeah. Used to just the government telling them exactly how they're going to live their life. I'm not sure, unless there's a crisis, America puts up with it. This is the Glenn Beck. Program.
program. Mercury.